You know what cheers me up? What? Rolled up aces over kings. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. The House of Cards. Today, the game is different with author and professional poker player Ashley Adams. Okay, you have some skill. Hello, listeners. This is Ashley Adams, and you're listening to House of Cards. We have a wonderful show for you. First, we're going to talk to somebody who is an expert on economic development and corporate siting, who's going to talk to us about Atlantic City and northern uh, Nevada. We're going to talk to an expert on siting and corporate development, John Boyd. He's going to talk to us about economic development in Atlantic City and northern New Jersey. And then we are fortunate enough to have an interview with Joe McKeon, the new crowned champion of poker, the winner of the main event of the World Series of Poker. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. You've been nice all year, but now you're feeling just a little naughty. <laughs> well, Adam and Eve knows exactly how to help you with that. Through New Year's, when you order that special naughty gift, you'll get 50% off almost any one item. But that's not all. You'll also get our naughty and nice kit free with your purchase. Your kit will come with a special item for him, an adult toy for her, and something you'll enjoy unwrapping together. Plus, free shipping on your entire order. Adam and Eve has gift items that are perfect for him or her. Try an adventurous adult toy, a spicy movie, or even a new slippery sensation. So check out adamandeve.com today for the special holiday offer. Get 50% off one item, a free naughty and nice kit, and free shipping when you enter offer code BABE16. B-A-B-E-16. That's Babe16 at AdamandEve.com. We at House of Cards want to wish you the happiest of holidays. And in celebration of the holiday season, we would like to present that beautiful holiday favorite, Silent Night, sung by that wonderful soprano, Chewbacca. <laughs> You're listening to House of Cards on the House of Cards Radio Network. Check us out at HouseOfCardsRadio.com. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. 
with contributors like Bill Lyon, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own Mob Scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. This is the House of Cards. You got a gamble to win, boys and girls. With Ashley Adams. Hogan! Is that the king? Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. Those of you that have listened to the show a bunch of times know that we try to get people from all parts of the spectrum to comment on things that have to do with poker and gambling. And today is no exception. We are fortunate to have with us John Boyd. John is one of the principals of the Boyd Company and one of the nation's leader in site selection and um, economic development. So, John, are you there? Hi, Ashley. It's good to be with you. Give our listeners a little bit of background and explain to them how what you do uh, has to do with the gambling and poker economy. Sure, Ashley. Our firm counsels major corporations where to locate their facilities throughout North America. And over the years, our firm has been asked to provide development counsel to, to a number of leading gaming markets in the country. We've been especially active in Las Vegas over the past 40 years, so, providing development counsel to the Nevada Development Authority and the Howard Hughes Corporation uh, to kind of diversify the Las Vegas economy to attract new non-gaming-related corporate investment, which is precisely what Atlantic City needs to do today. What is development counsel? When you say you provide development counsel, what does that mean? Sure. We uh, identify target industries for cities and states to attract. Um, and if you look at uh, the success that Las Vegas has had, it's been centered around a number of interesting industries, uh, medical tourism being uh, a big uh, industry. If we look at what's happening in downtown Las Vegas, which historically was uh, where, you, where you ended up uh, after making, uh, you know, running out of money on the strip uh, today. Some of the most exciting development is happening in, in downtown Las Vegas related to medical tourism. You have the Brain Institute and, of course, the Cleveland Clinic in uh, downtown Vegas. Well, what is, what is medical tourism? Well, medical tourism is a, a relatively new, uh, new industry. It's uh, Americans and Europeans and Canadians traveling to resort locations uh, that are proximate to healthcare centers to get procedures done, ranging from uh, cosmetic surgeries to also, uh, you know, oncologist visits and, and heart procedures, et cetera. Wait, 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 wait one second, John. I just want to get so I'm misimagining a conversation. Honey, I want to get my prostate removed. Let's do it in Las Vegas. I mean, like that? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> it, it's happening. They're brain institutes there, the Lou Ruvo Brain Institute is at the cutting edge of some of the most exciting Alzheimer's and memory-related uh, research. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of executives in their late 60s, early 70s, uh, almost for a preventative measure, 
uh, can get some cutting-edge treatments in Las Vegas. That's a great opportunity for Atlantic City as well because of the hospitality infrastructure with the airport, the hotel space, and, of course, the proximity to not only Philadelphia's world-class healthcare network with uh, Hahnemann Hospital and all the great hospitals in Philadelphia, uh, but also the healthcare institutions in, in Atlantic City, like Bacharach and Atlantic Care, which have great reputations. So do you work for the city to help them find uh, appropriate businesses, or do you work recruiting the businesses directly and get a piece of the action for finding a, a suitable place for a healthcare center or some other industry? But 99% of our work is in the corporate sector, advising corporations where to locate their facilities. Uh, each year, we have maybe one or two projects where we work for a city or a state, and we essentially are, are the behind-the-scenes architects, if you will, of their industry attraction programs. I see. And, and that, that's what, and that, that's what, uh, and over the past couple of years, as this narrative of, of Atlantic City falling apart, uh, and we've been asked by uh, just about everyone that we've come in contact with, you know, what, what are some of our uh, solutions, recommendations uh, for Atlantic City to, to turn things around. Well, okay, so I get a picture now. So, so tell me, having been to Atlantic City and having seen the at least the major slippage, if not the complete complete demise of the city as a major gambling place. I mean, it's still huge. It's just not as huge as it was. What do you see as the future? You see healthcare companies uh, all time. I mean. I'm just imagining these conversations. Uh, Bob, I've got some bad news for you, but I've got some good news for you. The bad news is you have advanced case of Alzheimer's disease. The good news is we're going to work on it in Atlantic City. Uh, yeah, you know, the reality is Atlantic City needs to do what Las Vegas did. It needs to diversify its economy. Medical tourism is just one industry that's timely for Atlantic City. The customer service industry is another uh, Cybersecurity operations are another leveraging South Jersey's concentration of defense contractors like Lockheed Martin. And, of course, proximity to the FAA, FAA Technical Center in Pomona. These are some target industries today that make sense. The call center industry is another industry that makes sense for Atlantic City. Call center jobs are coming back to America. Just last week, Fox uh, Pro, based in Ireland, announced a major call center in Sacramento. That's a type of project that Atlantic City should be competing for because it needs to diversify its economy. It can't rely strictly on gambling anymore. 2016 will be a big year for Atlantic City for two reasons. Number one, I think we're going to get a better sense of what, what will happen with sports betting. Okay, that's, that'll be a much-needed lifeline for Atlantic City. And secondly, North Jersey casinos, which we see coming on stream, uh, namely the Hard Rock in, in the Meadowlands. That's a real opportunity for a new revenue-sharing program that we're really up Atlantic City. We're going to take a quick time out, and then we'll be right back. Do you like using your tablet or phone at the poker table, but hate running out of battery at the end of a long tournament day or cash game? Then you need the Grinder Gadget. The Grinder Gadget is a portable, compact charging station and stand designed by poker players for poker players. It gently grips the rail and allows you to prop up and charge your phone and tablet without touching the felt. 
The grinder gadget not only works really well on a poker rail, but just about anywhere. An airplane tray, a desk, anywhere. No more setting up your tablet on some wobbly table or leaving it on the floor. Its battery is powerful enough to charge most tablets and phones and still have plenty of juice left over for your headphones or any other device you have. You can even purchase a backup battery for those extra-long sessions or trips. So if you like to grind while you grind, the Grinder Gadget is exactly what you've been waiting for. Check out www.grindergadget.com for more information. Get grinding and stay grinding with the Grinder Gadget. You're listening to the House of Cards. How lucky you are. With Ashley Adams. I'm kind of a big deal. People know me. Who the hell do you think you are? Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams, and you are listening to House of Cards. We are talking to John Boyd, who is uh, one of the foremost leaders in corporate site selection and economic development. Is is it possible to pitch Atlantic City to businesses because of the large number of currently unemployed service industry people, people that have been trained, who have been laid off recently, that are eager to work, and if you can bring the proper business there, you have a ready-made market of relatively inexpensive but trained service industry people. Is that possible? Ashley, that's an excellent point, and you're, you're a thousand percent correct. There's what's called transferable skill sets. You have a labor market in Atlantic City trained in hospitality skills. Those skill sets are very transferable to the customer service industry. That's why I identify call centers as a real timely target for Atlantic City. You look at the success Vegas has had. Vegas has uh, major customer service centers for Williams and Sonoma and for Expedia. A big reason why is because of those requisite skill sets in customer service related to uh, laid-off casino workers. So how much of an impact can somebody like you have? What are some examples of really major projects and how many people have been employed and how much money have is spinning off into the local economy from something that you might do? Well, even attracting one or two uh, customer service centers would immediately uh, result in hundreds, if not thousands, of of jobs for Atlantic City. But it would also signify a kind of change in thought. I mean, so much of the development efforts in Atlantic City, and and let's face it, the city has a history of being mismanaged uh, by and large. And there was never a concentrated real effort to attract different types of industry to Atlantic City. So I, I think even attracting one or two projects really will set in line a motion. It will make developers in the private sector, it will make corporate decision makers treat Atlantic City and its leaders with more respect. I want to go back to something else you said, John. You talked about northern Las Vegas and the Meadowlands and uh, the Hard Rock project there. I want you to tell our listeners – how likely you think, well, what has to happen for that to be a reality, sure. and how likely you think each of the different steps leading to that are to occur? I think it's very likely. Uh, you understand politics, obviously. It's a very politically contentious issue. The big champion uh, for this is, is Ray Lesniak. And essentially what's going to happen here, this will be on the ballot uh, in November. It will be put before the voters of New Jersey. And uh, you have to expect it to pass. And 
obviously folks in North Jersey are excited about this. Uh, the Meadowlands is in dire need of, of this type of redevelopment. It's Why also, is that? Why are they in dire need? I thought that they had the pro sports teams and they're doing just fine. You know, that uh, former Xanadu, now it's the you know, American Dream uh, Meadowlands project. You know, it's really the development is, is stalled. And this hard rock would be a major, major win uh, for North Jersey. But the battle for market share today in the casino industry is for millennials. There's th- over 3 million millennials in the North Jersey slash New York City region. So the brand of Hard Rock, I think, will resonate. I think it's a very exciting, a very exciting project for, for North Jersey. And look, Hard Rock is prepared to pay a 55% tax on casino revenue. That's opposed to what casinos pay in Atlantic City. They only pay 7%. So that's 55% tax. A lot of that money will go into a, a revenue-sharing program to provide new incentives for developers to redevelop vacant casino space and encourage new private development in Atlantic City. Okay. So then I got two questions. First, has any polling been done? And then where is Christie on it? Christie supports uh, this. Christie supports this. Christie also supports sports betting, which uh, has gained in momentum in recent months related to FanDuel and the, the ruling with uh, DraftKings uh, uh, recently. And uh, you know, Christie wants to see both uh, the casino in North Jersey, as long as there's a, a credible revenue-sharing program, and that's for the politicians to work out. Has uh, there been any polling? Yeah, I, I, you know, most New Jerseyans uh, would support this by just by sheer volume of of how the population breakdown of you know Atlantic County versus you know Bergen County and and uh, and you know in, in the Meadowlands region. Well, it would be a huge game changer for Philadelphia, um, as well as any prospect for New York casinos. I mean, all of the New York casinos were kind of half measures. If Hard Rock comes into the Meadowlands, that would be an incredible magnet away from a lot of the other regional casinos. Have you seen any groups trying to fight it because it's going to steal customers that they're anticipating? Yeah, a lot of the... Uh, politicians in, in Atlantic County and in South Jersey uh, kind of approach this with a very parochial view. This was a big issue during the, this last legislative cycle, where it's an easier pitch to your constituents. I'm standing up for Atlantic City. We're going to fight North Jersey casinos. But I think when you really take a measured, sophisticated view of all this, and you look at it from 30,000 feet above, you realize the need for casinos in North Jersey. And you realize, look, this revenue-sharing program will help everyone. At, at the end of the day, one-third of all revenue in Vegas is casino revenue. Two-thirds are non-casino revenue. So Atlantic City needs to adopt that model. It needs to attract different types of industries. You're not involved in Tunica, Mississippi, are you? Because they're desperate for something. They've been just depleted and depleted by all of the uh, gambling that's been popping up all over the Midwest. You know, I think you know, I, I keep an eye on an exciting gambling market today is Indianapolis. And you look at some of the proposals for the casino near the Indianapolis airport, and it's going to represent the casino, really, of, of the future. A mixed-use uh, facility with residential space, Class A office space, and, of course, restaurants, shopping, and gambling. The, the, the millennial gambler, that's the... 
the most prized target for the uh, gambling industry. That gambler, the millennial gambler, wants additional amenities like sports betting, shopping, live music, all of those things. And uh, the most successful gambling markets around the country are those that are recognizing that and are adapting to that. Well, how can anybody adapt to sports betting? It's illegal, right? You know, it's it's inevitable that that it will happen. You and say that with Atlantic such City, certainty. How how are you so sure? You know, it's very significant what what happened uh, this month with uh, the daily fantasy sports. All of the major leagues, uh, professional sports leagues, the NHL, Major League Baseball, the NHL, all have fiduciary relationships with fantasy sports. So they can no longer claim that they have a, a an issue with, with legalized right. sports. That's right. I, that's right. So, that's... And that's really a, a game-changing development here. Most legal experts in New Jersey now uh, do believe that it's inevitable. It's just a question of when. And when that does happen, it, it'll really not only help New Jersey's thoroughbred industry, okay, which is in, is in dire need of new revenue or horse racing industry, but it's going to really provo- provide a nice jolt for Atlantic City, which has lost a lot of market share to Delaware on the sports gambling uh, front. John, we're going to have years. to end because we got another guest coming in, but I think I would like to have another interview with you to talk about uh, sports betting, FanDuel, uh, DraftKings and the like, because I think that's uh, something well worth talking about. We're going to have to end this here. I appreciate you coming on and joining us, and I wish you well. Thank you, Ashley. Thank you. Uh, listeners, we're going to come back right after a quick break. Make your game night the envy of all your friends and family. Play on a -a one-of-a-kind table. Play on a pro-caliber poker table. Pro-caliber tables are made with high-quality gaming suede and suited speed cloths. And with their Table Builder app, customers can create a table to accommodate any game. Select one of the in-stock designs from their site or imprint your own. And now you can get a free 600-count coin inlay chipset when you purchase a pro-caliber poker table. Here's how. Use offer code HOCRADIO when you check out at ProCaliberPoker.com or when ordering by phone at 240-25-POKER. That's 240-257-6537. Remember, to get your free gift when ordering your poker table, use offer code HOCRADIO. That's H-O-C-R-A-D-I-O. Order by phone at 240-257-6537 or online at ProCaliberPoker.com. ProCaliber Poker Tables. Stop playing around and get that table you've been looking for. Are you or a loved one currently suffering from arthritis, COPD, or other chronic conditions and can't get relief from current treatments? If so, there may be another option. Local physicians are conducting research studies in your area today, and you may be eligible to receive up to $1,300 in compensation for participation. These studies are confidential and are taking place for a limited time. Call 855-912-PAIN, 855-912-PAIN today to see if you qualify. Health insurance is not required. Call 855-912-7246. 
Hey, Jersey, GoldenNuggetCasino.com has got your number, and that number is 200, because we have over 200 online casino games, the most of any online casino in Jersey. And last year, we paid out over $200 million to our winners. Sign up now, and we'll give you up to $200 cash back as a welcome bonus, risk-free. GoldenNuggetCasino.com, for the little gambler in you. Bet with your head not over and Call 1-800-GAMBLER if you have a gambling problem. Players must be 21 or older. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. I just wanted to let you know about a newspaper in the New England area. If you're looking for poker tournaments or the latest promotions at Foxwoods, Mohegan Sun, Twin River, or if you want to find out what's happening in Las Vegas, Atlantic City, or other casinos around the country, then I recommend you check out New England Gaming News for all the latest news, events, and hot casino action from around the region. You can do that in one of two ways. You can either pick up their free copies at gambling venues throughout New England, or you can visit them at www.thenegn.com and sign up for exclusive specials and promotions. That's www.thenegn.com. The New England Gaming News, New England's only resource for complete casino and poker news. Need to sell your house fast? We're Homevestors, the We Buy Ugly Houses people. You've seen our big yellow billboards with our caveman Ugg, but did you know that Homevestors is America's number one home buyer? At Homevestors, we can buy your house as is, pay you cash, and usually pay most of the closing costs, and we close fast. Call today for your no obligation consultation and get out of that ugly real estate situation. If your house needs repairs, you're ready to downsize, tired of renters and those rental property repairs, retiring, experiencing a job transfer, inherited a property, or just need to sell your house fast, do what thousands of satisfied Homevestor customers have done. Call Homevestors today for a no-obligation consultation at 866-I-WANT-UG. 866-I-WANT-UG. We'll close fast and pay cash. So what are you waiting for? Call Homebesters today. 866-I-WANT-UG. 866-I-WANT-UG. It's Thursday night and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly, it's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed... ...could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hey, this is Dave Weishato from House of Cards with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of November 30th, 2015. 
Some good news for Atlantic City. In the quarter that ended on September 30th, the city's eight casinos and their internet gambling divisions saw a 55.9% increase in their gross profits. The casino hotels also saw a 1.5% increase in hotel occupancy during 2015. The big winner was the Borgata, which generated over $611 million in net revenue, which is over $52 million more than it did the year before. An Easton, Pennsylvania woman was forced to get back at jackpot she won playing slots at the Mount Airy Casino in the Poconos. Danielle Hoagland was forced to get back her $3,000 winnings because Hoagland was listed on the Pennsylvania five-year self-exclusion list. Not only did she have to get back the money, she was also cited for criminal trespass for being in the casino in the first place. Being placed on the self-exclusion list is voluntary and must be done by the individual seeking exclusion. And finally, if you want to get into the Christmas spirit, get yourself down to the Horseshoe Casino in Cleveland. The casino was built on the old Higby's department store, which can be seen in the movie A Christmas Story. The casino has a 22-foot tree, garland-strung archways, and 18 leg lamps. And remember, it's a casino, so it also has a Christmas Story slot machine. Nothing says Christmas like a good slot machine, huh? Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HFC Radio. The key to winning poker is knowledge, and winning No Limit Hold'em, the new book by World Series of Poker veteran Ashley Adams, can give you that knowledge. Cash games, small tournaments, whether you're a seasoned player, a novice, or just find yourself losing more often than you win, winning No Limit Hold'em can show every type of player how to consistently win at the game of No Limit Hold'em. You know it's been said that winning isn't everything, but it sure feels a whole lot better than losing. Get winning No Limit Hold'em, the new book by Ashley Adams, and start winning today. Now available at Amazon.com and wherever great books are sold. You're listening to the House of Cards. Whoa! I think we got a show. Oh, yeah, we got a show. We definitely got a show. Oh, yeah, there's a show. Hey, it's all about ratings, baby, and we got them. Welcome back, listeners. As promised, we are lucky enough to have the winner of the main event of the World Series of Poker, Joe McKeon, who is joining us by phone. Joe, are you there? Yep. Hi. Hi. I appreciate you taking the time to chat with us. I guess I want to ask you first, Joe, a question that everybody must be asking you, which is, how does it feel? You just won the main event of the World Series of Poker. How are you feeling? It feels pretty good. (laughs) <laughs> um, I don't know if it's fully hit me yet, but I just got home yesterday, so I think it will hit me in the next couple of days. What did you do right after winning? Did you party? Did you go to sleep? Did, what did you do? Yeah, we partied for a little while, and then uh, and I ate and went to sleep afterwards. I was pretty exhausted, especially after the party. I imagine you must have been absolutely wiped out, though. I can only I, you can only imagine how it must have been for the guys before they implemented the long hiatus period. Uh, that oh, must yeah. that must have been incredible. Um, but for our listeners, most of whom know you by now because they watched the event, but fill us in. Tell us how you came to poker and how you came to be a professional. Uh, yeah, I watched it on TV when I was younger, and I dabbled online a little bit, and then. Um, was making some money, so I decided to quit my job as a cashier after when I uh, went to college and just decided to play for for my income. 
And was there one moment where this came to you as an epiphany, or how did you actually make the decision to go from what you had been doing to quitting your job and being a pro? Uh, it was definitely like I was sitting at my minimum wage job, and then I would I was making a lot more money online. So like I'd make like two or three thousand dollars, and the next day I'd have to be up and go to a minimum wage, a minimum wage job to make forty dollars a day, and I'm. <laughs> thinking, yeah, in the same amount of time, I made 50 times as much money. I think this seems like a no-brainer to me. So what was the first thing that happened once you quit your day job that convinced you you had made the right decision? Um, I won a tournament online, actually, the very next weekend. It was the first weekend I had free in years because I didn't have a job anymore. So the benefits came very fast. I see. Well, that was good. Do you see yourself now... Is this now your permanent career path in your mind, or are you still figuring, maybe I'll do this for a few years, but then I have something else I really want to do? For now, this is it. I haven't really struck another interest yet, but down the line, if something pops up, I wouldn't hesitate to make the change. Okay, fair enough. Do you have, have you already sat down and mapped out your tournament schedule for the next year, or are you still just saying, I'm going to hold off on making any plans for a while? No, I, I, I got nothing, man. I, I just got home pretty much this morning, so I, I haven't really had any time to do any of that. In the next couple of days, I'll hopefully be able to know what I'm doing for at least the rest of the year. Okay, well, I have some more questions on your background. These came from listeners. Um, how do you mentally and physically prepare yourself? How did you prepare yourself for this event? Anything special you went through that made this different from other tournaments? No, not really. I was doing the same thing I was with all the other tournaments, just trying to get some sleep, although as the tournament went on, that got a little harder. Uh, I generally didn't eat until the dinner break, and then afterwards, after the day was over, we'd go get some quick food, come home, eat it, and try to go to sleep. I see. Did you do any special prep in the hiatus period to get you ready for the final table? Yeah, toward the end, I uh, I had a coach, and we uh, lived together for a couple weeks, and we just did a lot of stuff. We went over some old final tables, and we did some simulations, and it, all, it was all pretty beneficial. How did you find the coach? Uh, he was a friend of mine. Ah, okay. Did you do any recon on the other players you were against, or did you pretty much just work on your game? No, we did a lot of – we did as much studying as we could on all the other players. Uh, since the broadcast came out, we could see some of the hands they played and kind of the mannerisms they decided to make during those hands. So it it was definitely helpful. So you actually found some tells, some mannerisms that helped give you a window into the true strength of their hand? It gave me a basis to start on. Fair enough. I I have this question from a listener. They ask, (laughs) this is kind of bizarre, but if you were to enter into a heads-up tournament with both you and your opponent starting with equal, equal stacks... Which of the November 9 would you least want to face, and which would you most want to face in a heads-up tournament? Um, <laughs> I thought uh, Zvi was going to be very tough, so I, I didn't really want to face him. Uh, going heads-up, I think I'd probably want to end up playing uh, Buderoni, since I don't think he's had any experience heads-up before. There you go. That's a good straight answer. Um 
Somebody else wondered this, and, and Joe, I'm not necessarily agreeing with their read of you, but they said that your TV persona seemed to be somewhat prickly, and they wanted to know if you had created that image or if that's really the way you are. I was just clowning around a lot. It was a good way to kind of take the pressure off of the pressure. Fair enough. And uh, I was just having fun. If you were actually in the uh, theater when it was going on, I was making funny faces for the cameras and everything. Yeah, like it, it, it was a lot. It came off a lot worse on TV than it did in person. I see. Did you become friends with any of those guys at the at the final table, or do you just kind of go off into your world? Uh, well, I I was friends with a couple of these guys before uh, we ended up making the final nine, and we're still friends. Um, I'm pretty sure I gained more friends because of it. You know, anytime we're in the same location, it's going to be something we went through together kind of like a brotherhood so to speak yes i guess that makes sense did you have any kind of poker uh experiences that you're not going to do anymore for example a home game that you used to play in that now that you're the world's champ so to speak you don't think you're going to show up to the home game anymore anything that you're not going to be doing now that you are you know wearing the bracelet i'm not actually sure um when i made the final nine i kind of played a bit less than I was before that, and I'll probably continue to do the same. Anybody make any proposals to you to manage your career or to uh, get you to invest money since you won? Uh, well, I have a sponsor in 888, and they've been great in all of that stuff. Uh, they've pretty much taken care of everything for me, and it's, it's just been great. Well, that's terrific. Do they also manage your investments and the like, or do you have somebody separate for that, or haven't you even dealt with that issue yet? I haven't dealt with that issue yet, but I have I have guys. So okay, well that's good. Do you have any plans to make any purchases? Uh, not right off the bat. Uh, maybe in a little while, I might consider buying a condominium somewhere. I see, but you don't have an eye on a Maserati or a Lamborghini or anything like that to drive around in. Nah, I bought a car last year, so I don't need one for ten years. Hopefully, <laughs> what do you drive around in? I have a Prius. Ah, how appropriately modest, right? <laughs> uh, for those that can't figure it out, we're talking to Joe McKeon, who is the, uh, as I like to say, the world's champion of poker. Of course, it is only one tournament. It's the main event. Short of this, Joe, what was the biggest thrill that you had in your poker career up until now? Oh, well, the year before, I got second in the first monster stack I ran for a lot of money. It was the first time I was playing on camera. That was pretty fun. And what do you think changes now that you've won this event? Do you think anything changes? A lot's going to change. I'm a little more recognizable um, <laughs> to start with. So I've been giving a lot of interviews ever since the tournament concluded. So uh, I don't expect that to change in the near future. And it's cool to have the experience. Do you get any? Uh, do you get any? Advertising stuff like uh, Omega Watches wanting to hire you or Ford Motor Corporation? Are you going to be the spokesperson for any brands as far as you know? I, I would be surprised if that happened. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I mean, my goodness. Look what happened to uh, Greg Raymer and other people. They got uh, all sorts of ad deals. Well, that's to be worked out later on, I suppose. Um, that, was, that was a long time ago. It's a much different time now. That's true. That's true. Looking down the road, 
what's left now that you've achieved this? Do you see any other kind? Do you want to win another bracelet? Is that would be your next goal, or is winning a uh, on a World Poker Tour event on your screen? I like to do all that stuff. I'm going to try my hardest in the next couple of months to do that. Really? So you're going to get right back into major tournament play quickly? I think so. Once I get home and kind of situate everything, I'll be I'll be around. First person to congratulate you when you were done? Uh, probably Josh. Okay, I guess that was. Family members? Yeah, they were all there at the stage. You know, it was a great experience. A lot of uh, Josh Israel also knew me personally, so... I got another listener question, which is somewhat technical, so bear with me. When faced with an action decision to call, call, raise, or fold, how much did you rely on following on the following to estimate the strength of your opponent's hand? So which of these three things did you use more than the others? Pure math, (laughs) tells in the moment, or betting patterns? Um... Probably the last two. There's not that much pure math in the game. Uh, and the betting patterns and pure math are not the same, but they're related. Um, you know, if I could look at a guy and kind of figure out if he was stronger or weaker, I definitely went with that. And the betting patterns were just good to have in case someone did something weird, basically. And, uh, again, it's just a lot of it was based off my instincts. Okay. Fair enough. I have one last question for you before we end the interview, and that is people have seen you, they've watched you, they've read about you, they've heard about you. What is one thing you would want poker players to know about you that they wouldn't normally know from what they've seen so far? One thing about Joe McKeon that people wouldn't necessarily know about you? Hmm. Um, that's a good question. Uh, I don't really do drugs or anything. I'm, I'm a pretty, I live a reasonably clean life. Well, good. I think that's a good place to end, Joe. I wish you a great deal of success, and I hope we talk to you after your next major victory. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> okay, good luck to you, Joe, and thanks for joining us. Thank you. Listeners, we just talked with Joe McKeon. He is the winner of the main event of the World Series of Poker, if you've been living in a cave. And uh, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back. Attention poker players! Do you like using your tablet or phone at the poker table, but hate running out of battery at the end of a long tournament day or cash game? Then you need the Grinder Gadget. The Grinder Gadget is a portable, compact charging station and stand designed by poker players for poker players. It gently grips the rail and allows you to prop up and charge your phone or tablet without touching the felt. The Grinder Gadget not only works well on a poker rail, but just about anywhere an airplane tray, a desk, anywhere. No more setting up your tablet on some wobbly table or leaving it on the floor. Its battery is powerful enough to charge most tablets and phones and still have plenty of juice left over for your headphones or any other device you have. You can even purchase a backup battery for those extra long sessions or trips. So if you like to grind while you grind, the Grinder Gadget is exactly what you've been waiting for. 
Check out www.grindergadget.com for more information. Get grinding and stay grinding with the Grinder Gadget. Make your game night the envy of all your friends and family. Play on a one-of-a-kind table. Play on a pro-caliber poker table. Pro-caliber tables are made with the highest quality gaming suede on the market. And with their Table Builder app, customers can create a table to accommodate any game. Select one of the in-stock designs from their site or imprint your own. And now, you can get a free 600-count coin inlay chipset when you purchase a Pro-Caliber poker table. Here's how. Use offer code H-O-C-R-A-D-I-O, that's H-O-C-R-A-D-I-O, when you check out at ProCaliber.com or when ordering by phone at 24025-POKER. 24025-POKER. That's 24025-6537. ProCaliber Poker Tables. Stop playing around and get that table you've been looking for. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyon, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. Previously on House of Cards, they were very rude, and um, they kicked me out. Really? They, they kicked me out of <laughs> About a minute and a half later, two very large guys came up behind me as I was seated, and they said, Sir, you'll have to come with us. You've been asked to leave. House of Cards has secretly obtained the audio from this Las Vegas poker room. Here's the poker room manager's instructions to his staff upon seeing Ashley. I see you. I see you. You hit that in the face really f***ing hard. Sorry, man. <laughs> Ow, ow, ow. House of Cards, spreading love wherever we go. Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're still listening to House of Cards, and this is my favorite segment when I'm joined uh, in studio by my handsome co-producer, Dave Weishattle. And what do we have today, Dave? Well, I think everyone wants to know about your your fresh off your long journey through the 50 states. That's right. Poker rooms. That's <laughs> right. Well, I got to say, I am done. It is done. I have finished it. It is completed. 50 states. I've played poker in every one of them. Um, my last two, for those of you who have not been fo- following this long saga, my last two were Boy- uh, Idaho where I played in Boise, and there's a funny story to go with that, and Oregon, mm-hmm. and there's a story to go with that. I, I got to tell you, I'm impressed that you found something in Idaho. 
Because have boy, you been to Idaho? No, I haven't. Well, shame I, on you well, then. Shame on then, you. Idaho is a great state. It, it, hey, I'm a big fan of potatoes. So if that you know, well, yeah. you know, that's you know, like when people say they're from Boston. The other guy the says, "Oh, from Boston," because <laughs> all they know is Boston. I'm from New York. Oh, you're from New York. Um, I'm from Boston. You like beans? I mean, what a moronic thing to say. I, well, I like potatoes. <laughs> There's no. so much more to Idaho. Than- I, I hear good skiing. I hear. I hear about that. Well, that's, and apparently that's good. good poker. <laughs> well, here's the here's the deal. From one who has been there, you've now, been there. Yeah, I've oh. been there. Um, I found a game. I actually found two games. Uh, the second of the two was the less dramatic of the stories. I have a friend whom I play with on Thursday nights who shall remain nameless. And he has a friend. And this is this is all true. He has a friend who lives in Boise, not even really a friend, kind of an acquaintance, whom he called. His acquaintance knew a guy. <laughs> knew a guy who knew a guy. Who knows a guy who's in a game. <laughs> so my friend's acquaintance gave my friend the name of the guy who knew a guy. I called the guy who gave me the name of the guy. I called the guy, and he said, I'll meet you at the game. And together we went into a 1-2 no-limit game with a $700 maximum buy-in, and I was blown away. Really? Really? Almost quite literally um, by the high quality of the players. And as I'm heading in with this friend, uh, this guy who knows a guy, <laughs> he says to me, doesn't say really anything, Except, watch your step in there. I said, what? He said, (laughs) just in case you don't know, these are some of the best players in all of this part of the country. So watch your step. Play tight, aggressive poker. Don't take anything for granted. Don't give off any tells. And for God's sakes, um, just watch your bankroll. I said, wow. Are they collusion, (laughs) cheating? He said, no, 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 no. They're just excellent players. And sure enough, Three of the players in this game were pros. Three were solid regulars, and three were just very, 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 very tight. So I had a real hard time and would have lost $500 were it not for my last hand, after which I just left, happy to be leaving up anything. Wow. So that was the uh, the less interesting of you the know, two You know, it would stand to reason that there are no casinos in Idaho. So That's right. if there's a home game, chances are there will be some pretty good players there because – that's well, the only game you know, in town, literally. You're smarter than I was because I figured I would be up against uh, unseasoned country bumpkins, just uh, uh, habitual gamblers, uh, bad players, and I was dead wrong. Good thing the guy yeah. warned me because I was playing my A game, but it wasn't good enough to dominate these players. So there you go. Did you tell him how much you like potatoes? Just to, en- <laughs> just to endear yourself. <laughs> uh, my first game, though, when I first arrived – I had taken advantage of my ethnicity because I sent a an email to the synagogue. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is and the— And I said, I'm a Jew. Yeah. I'm from out of town. I'm looking for a place to pray. And, oh, by the way, I'm interested in playing poker if anybody plays poker. So I got an email back from the rabbi. Mm-hmm. The rabbi writes, Dear Mr. Adams, thank you for your inquiry. Unfortunately, the days that you are going to be in Boise— Our synagogue does not offer any services. But I do have a poker game. (laughs) Uh, The rabbi and six other members of the congregation, and we played, I'm not exaggerating, the lowest 
stake poker I have played since high school. Really? In fact, it was the stakes we played in high school. Nickel, dime, quarter, literally. It was a lot of fun because people took it seriously. It wasn't like just throw your money in. Mm -hmm. uh, And they took it seriously. If somebody raised a quarter, somebody else would say, well, what are you so proud of? You know, like a quarter was a lot of money. Yeah, too rich for my blood. Too rich for my (laughs) blood, right. And I had a great time. I finished exactly even. Come back next week. Until then, good luck and good night. podcast is a part of the c-suite radio network for more top business podcasts visit c-suiteradio.com